Hello, my friends, and welcome to The Bible in Order, where we are chronologically going through the entire Bible in one year. Today's reading for August 16th is Jeremiah chapters 32 through 34. Think about where you were one year ago today. Has it been a long time? If you were in a difficult season, one year might seem like an eternity. If you were in a very happy season of life or a very busy season, it might have flown by and you might say it seems like just yesterday. Jeremiah, during this chapter 32, is in prison. Jerusalem has been under siege for a year. Jeremiah is in and out of prison for speaking the truth of God's word of the coming judgment, telling Zedekiah, the king of Judah, that he needs to repent, that if he continues to fight against the Chaldeans, the Babylonians who are sieging Jerusalem under Nebuchadnezzar, he will lose. And he's enslaving and he's striving against God, Zedekiah is. And then we get this interesting story about how God tells Jeremiah to go and buy some land. And he does. And Jeremiah begins to question God. He, he bought the land. And he wasn't sure why. And he goes into this beautiful prayer of talking about how God is the one who made the heavens and the earth by his great power and his outstretched arm and nothing is too difficult to him, for him. How God shows faithful love to thousands but lays the iniquity of the fathers on the sons. And he's a great and mighty God whose name is Yahweh of armies, Yahweh of hosts, Yahweh of the heavenly armies. And he says in verse 19, your eyes are on all the ways of the children of men in order to reward each person according to his ways and as the result of his actions. Reminds me of Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 that says without faith it is impossible to please God because anyone who would draw near to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. The very basis of faith is not only that God exists, it's that he will reward you when you seek him. The world says that God is waiting to punish you for all of your crimes against him, all of your sins. But those who know God know he doesn't long to punish. He doesn't long to tell us that we're wrong. He longs to reward us when we choose right. If only we would do that. But Jeremiah, in the midst of this, he, he finishes his prayer by saying, God, essentially, why did you have me buy this land knowing that you are about to bring judgment on this place and you've already said that you're sending fire and this entire city will be burned 
but he bought the land as a prophetic act. God says, people will be gathered back here, Jeremiah. People will buy property here again. As bleak as it looks right now, it will not always be that way. It will get better. Good days will return to this land. Have hope. When all seems lost, it's easy to become discouraged, especially when you're like Jeremiah. He's not really done anything wrong. He's faithfully preaching the word of God, knowing that he's going to be imprisoned again and again. God says in verse 40 of chapter 32, I will make a permanent covenant with them, talking about the the Jews. I will never turn away from doing good to them. I will put fear of me in their hearts so they will never again turn away from me. I will take delight in them to do what is good for them. And with all my heart and mind, I will faithfully plant them in this land. And reading that, today prompted me to pray, God, plant me, Yahweh, plant me. Father, put a fear of you in my heart so that I will never again turn away from you. Father, show me the delight you have in me of the good that you want to do for me so that I will Remember to diligently seek you, Father. In other words, God, I'm asking you to increase my faith and increase the faith of those who are listening to my voice today. Plant us, Father. Give us hearts that are resolute to serve you. I pray that we would be heartbroken over our sin when we choose selfishly and unwisely. Chapter 33 says, While he was still confined in the guard's courtyard, Jeremiah, the word of Yahweh came to him a second time. Verse 3, Call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and incomprehensible things you do not know. God says down in verse 9, They will tremble with awe because of all the good and all the peace I will bring about for them. My friends, as believers, our hope is not in this world. In the midst of a very dark time when the people were being exiled from their land and they were being told by God to surrender to this foreign king who was not a nice man, who was not a believer, while they were watching their homes and their fields and their crops being burned and they were exiting the city penniless. They have this promise of God saying that they will tremble with awe because of all of the good and all of the peace that God is going to bring about for them. And it's in this present age that God is talking about. It's it's not just in the next life, it's also in this life. So our hope is 
definitely in heaven, but it's not only in heaven, it's also here. God still holds out the promise of hope of good things to come in this present age. And so we give thanks to him because his faithful love endures forever. In chapter 34, Jeremiah, when the word came to Jeremiah from Yahweh, when King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon, his whole army and all the kingdoms of the lands under his control, and all the other peoples were fighting against Jerusalem and its surrounding cities, God says, go and speak to Zedekiah. Tell him I'm about to hand the city over to the king of Babylon, and it will be burned. And as for you, Zedekiah, you will not escape from him, but you will be captured, and you will meet him eye to eye, and you're going to speak with him face to face, and you will go to Babylon. Imagine the boldness. Imagine the boldness of Jeremiah not caring about going to prison. Not, I'm sure he cared, but he cared more about obeying God, doing what was right. And then the people, the people who had taken slaves for themselves, it wasn't like slavery in America in the 17 and 1800s. It was more of like an indentured servitude to pay off debts. And there were laws and there were restrictions. And one of the restrictions was anyone who was made a slave would be set free. Every seven years, there was a reset. Debts were erased. People were set free. But the people were breaking the law. They were maintaining slaves beyond when they should have. And they were mistreating people. They were acting more like the Americans did, the slave owners did a couple hundred years ago. And so they agreed to lessen God's wrath because of their sin. They, they came to this understanding. They decided to let the people go free. But then as soon as the people were going free, they changed their mind. They, they did what Pharaoh did when Moses was trying to lead God's people out of Egypt and God poured out wrath on them because they were so hard-hearted. Verse 17 says, Yahweh says, You have not obeyed me by proclaiming freedom. Our God is a God of freedom, friends. His anger was kindled against those who had the power and the authority to set people free, but used it to enslave people instead. Yahweh is a God of freedom, and he sets the captives free. For us today, most notably, he sets us free from sin and hopelessness. So whatever you're struggling with, give it to him. Ask him, Father, help me with this. Set me free that I may love you with all of my heart, soul, mind, and strength. And he will do it, friends. He will do it for you. Because he loves you, 
that much.